Welcome to the Latino Business Report. This podcast covers business, people, and issues of the day from a Latino perspective. The Latino Business Report is brought to you by TAMAC, the Texas Association of Mexican-American Chambers of Commerce. TAMAC is the leading Hispanic business organization in Texas since 1975. Now for your host, J.R. Gonzalez. And welcome to another episode. We're here with Amanda Solis. Amanda, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? <laughs> I am doing great. I Man, it's so great to hear your voice. It's been a while since we've saw each other. This COVID has kind of kept everybody locked down. But I follow you on your Instagram. I even learned what that thing called TikTok is. Yes. And uh, I definitely f- like following you and, and what you're doing. You're doing some amazing stuff out there. Thank you so much. Yes. And it's good to see you. I know we've been wrapped up and stuck in the house. <laughs> so it feels good to get back to some normalcy, right? <laughs> some degree of normalcy. Now, Amanda, you are known when well, you started off as a Selena impersonator or doing a mm-hmm. tribute to Selena. Mm-hmm. How did how did the whole thing start? I, I, I know your backstory a little bit, but can you share that with us for the audience? Yeah. So, um, first off, thank you for this opportunity. And um, But yeah, I mean, it's hard to put it in a nutshell because I'm, I'm so passionate about talking about it. So six years ago, I kind of got pushed into it. Like I tell you what, I'm not a great storyteller, but man, but, but this story is so true on how it just kind of like fell into place. Like I really feel like it was kind of like God sent almost. And so six years ago, I had a really good friend that wanted to go out and just have some good time. You know, we had some time off and she was like, Hey, let's go to, we went to a country bar actually happened to be a gay country bar. And so we're in there, you know, hanging out. It was in Kima, Texas. And so we're just hanging out, you know, talking and, you know, just having girl time. And uh, all of a sudden, my friend was telling me about that this lady, her name was Mama Cass, who was actually having a karaoke contest there. Now, I did not know that people take karaoke contests seriously. Like, I've never done one. I never did this before. And so my friend ended up enrolling me in it, not knowing she did it behind my back, signed me up to sing Bitty Bitty Bum Bum. And I was like, no, you didn't. She called my name. Mama Cass ended up, you know, hollering out my name. And uh, I'm thinking not like the real, not the real Mama Cass. I mean, no, no, no. But Mama, we call her that. because, Yeah, no, not the real Mama Cass. <laughs> but that's what we call her. And um, anyways, but yeah. So whenever she had called out my name, I was like, what? What is going on? Like, how did? Like, and she was like, Hey, okay, Amanda, you're going to sing bitty, bitty, bomb, bomb. I looked at my friend. I was like, how dare you? And so I ended up start, you know, of course I did not know that this was an actual contest. There was 25 people that had enrolled in it and not knowing my friend had enrolled me. I'm thinking these people are going to run out this building screaming. I'm going to break the windows. I've never done this before. And I took the shot. I was like, all right, forget it. Let's just do it. It should be for, you know, for fun, whatever. I'll do it. And I go out there and I sing, I, I sang Bitty Bitty Bum Bum. And I was shocked because like we're in a gay bar with, not, you know, like with more majority of like white people. So I'm sitting here thinking like, they're going to be like, what the hell? Why is this girl singing like Mexican music? And I, I didn't know what to expect, you know? Right. So it was so funny. So I go out there and I sang it and there were the whole place got up and was like, bitty, bitty, bum, bum. Like, even though they didn't really know all the words, I think that's what I love about Selena's music is because like, there's no barrier. There's no barrier, no language barrier. It doesn't matter what color you are, you know, what it it doesn't matter. And they were all out there singing it. And they were just like, Oh my God, like you rocked. I love that song. And come to find out I ended up winning first place (laughs) and not, yeah, I know it was crazy. Cause I was like, I never done this before. I ended up winning first place for fun. And so not knowing that, uh, what, 
the contests consist of, Mama Cass was like, hey, just to let you know, um, you won first place. Um, you get a $50 gift card. And she goes, but this is going to send you to the grand finale, which is um, in, a, in another month. And I want you to pick another song. And then you're going to come back on this date and you're going to perform another song. And I was like, like, I've never done this before. Like, I don't, I don't, I mean, how, what do you expect me to do? Like, she was like, well, you just can pick a song. I ended up picking Kekreyas. So I ended up leaving. Of course, my friend and I were out there like having a good time. And, you know, people were just like all intrigued. And, you know, of course our days now, you know, our, our days are, is nothing but social media, you know? So, um, obviously that video had went viral. I had no idea that my video of me singing Bitty Bitty Bum Bum went everywhere to where all of a sudden I started getting all these phone calls on Facebook messenger. And I was like, what, what is, cause they obviously I didn't have my own personal phone number out there for people to contact me, you know? So mm -hmm. I was like, what, you know, what the, and so I just kind of put it to the side, like whatever. And, uh, I ended up singing Kekrias for the next round. I ended up calling my sister. Cause you know, my sister was the one that raised me after my mom and my dad had passed away. My parents had passed away whenever I was six years old. So that's how I got introduced to, uh, the Hano music because growing up, my parents were all, my, my mom, my dad, and my sisters and brothers were born and raised in Mexico. Um, of course my dad was inspired to be an entrepreneur, which that's the reason why we're down here in Texas. Uh, he brought us down here to have a, you know, to make a better life for us. But again, I wasn't thought of at the time I came later on. I think I might've been the accident. An afterthought. <laughs> now let, let me ask you this, Selena has a special place in your heart because she reminds you of your mom, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it had a lot to do with that. So because my mom was alive during the 90s, you know, so you had the Madonnas, the Janet Jackson, the Paul Abdul's, the ones that are wearing the high-waisted pants and the bustiers and the big hair and the costume jewelry. Um, and it just was that era of that clothing, you know, that's the era that was you know, the estilo of that time. And so it was just like, holy macaroni. The first time that I'd seen Selena perform was when she performed live, um, in Monterey, it was on TV and she wore that white cropped fitted white shirt with the black leather skirt, with the black medias and the black cowgirl boots. And it's one of my favorite performances till this day. It just showed how humble that she was. Um, all the people that were jumping on the stage to kiss her on the cheek, to hug her, how, you know, just, humble, you know, and, and mm -hmm. just a real person, you know, and not like, Oh no, don't touch me. You know, can't do this. And it was just really cool. So whenever I seen her, I was like, Holy macaroni, she looks like my mom and maybe not so much like in the, like resemblance it, but a lot of the, of the wardrobe, I was like, Holy crap. Like she really looks like her. And anyways, I just took that with a grain of salt, not knowing that six years ago that this would have evolved, you know, from years from, you know, later on, because, you know, I went to school, I got my education. Um, you know, I, I have my own, you know, I went to college. Uh, I, you know, I actually went to school for real estate. So, I mean, you know, that's what I was doing. I've been in sales my entire life. And so it's just kind of funny how just everything, you know, after my parents had passed away, um, how that seed was kind of planted. And so then after that karaoke contest, that's, I decided for that day, I called my sister who raised me and I said, Hey, by chance, did mom leave any clothes behind? Because, you know, whenever she passed away, I was so young, I was six years old. So my sister, my, my older sisters were the ones that packed, packed all their clothes and everything. And they didn't want me to see that obviously, cause I was too young that, you know, I didn't understand right. really. 
what all that meant. So anyways, and so, yeah, so whenever we finally got to the boxes and we were opening up all the clothes, because I told her, I said, I am going to enter this karaoke contest in this grand finale. I chose to sing Selena's music, but I want to dress like mom. And my sister was like, that'll be cool. I said, yeah, because she dressed like that. She that's, she reminded me of Selena. So what better way to put them both together, oops, put them both together like a sandwich and, you know, let me perform and do this. And so we went through the boxes and opened all these, you know, boxes up. And after so many years, you know, from the Texas heat, all her clothes was already eaten away. Um, you know, this, uh, it lost its elasticity and things like that because of the Texas heat, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it was just kind of funny that one, I was like really heartbroken, you know, my sister and I don't, we, we don't really talk much about my parents' death, you know? Um, so, uh, it just, that was a very emotional moment for us. So whenever we finally got to the point to where she was like, there's one more box, Amanda, and I'm hoping that there's something, I, I'm sorry if not. And so I'm, you know, going through the stuff and I can't find anything. And the next thing I know, there's this one jacket that's like, oh, and I don't know if you remember, um, actually it was Selena's last performance here in Houston and Pasadena. And, but it wasn't the Astrodome performance. A lot of people get that mistaken. That wasn't her last performance. The last performance that she had before she had passed was in El Dorado for, um, in El Dorado when she wore that green jacket with the black swirls with the penguin tails and the green shorts with the black medias and her hair was slicked back in a ponytail. Um, that outfit is similar to the one that my mom, that I had found the jacket. I was like, what? So, I mean, in so many interviews that I've had, I show it all the time. I show a picture of my mom wearing it. I show, uh, just, you know, in general, just to show people like, look, look, I mean, you can't tell me that this wasn't meant to be, you know what I'm saying? I put them next to each other and I'm like, look at this. And it's just crazy. Uh, it wasn't exactly the same because it didn't have the penguin tails, but it had those big shoulder pads, like in the nineties, you know, like, it was like in a time capsule just waiting yeah, for you to discover. Yeah, it was. JR, I cannot lie to you. It was just the coolest thing ever. So I ended up wearing that for the contest. Because, like, mind you, I was a little girl then. Now I'm fully developed. I'm, I'm older. I can fit in my mother's clothes. And obviously I had to put some other original pieces together just because the other parts of her clothing were eaten away. So I went. I did the contest. I sang Kekriyas. Well, I sang Bidi Bidi Bam Bam and Kekriyas. And I chose Kekriyas because I actually, re- that's one of my favorite songs to perform. And if you've ever seen Selena perform it, I love it because she gets to choose somebody from the crowd and smacks them around a little bit, you know, gets the guys all rattled up and embarrassed and stuff. And so it's like really cool, you know, to kind of interpret to, you know, what she did and then, try, you know, do, try to do it my way. And so I thought in the contest to show a little bit more showmanship, I wanted to do that. And so Long story short, I'm dressed as my mother. I still have that 90s look. I look like I'm dressed as Selena. People are mistaking me, thinking that I, you know, because I'm singing Selena's music and I'm dressed this way, that I'm impersonating her. And there was the seed that was planted. All of a sudden, after the, you know, I ended up getting second place out of 50 people, which was still cool. Very cool. Uh, Yeah, very cool. I didn't get first place in that round, but I got second place. And from, but what I did get, um, was a lot of phone calls, like I said, on messenger and people trying to reach out to me messages and stuff because all those videos not knowing went viral and they were like, how do I book you? Cause mind you, mind you at this time, six years ago, Selena has always, and will always be relevant. Let's make that clear. Always has been relevant and will always be relevant. We grew up with her. I'm sure you grew up with her. Absolutely. I always say that, but we grew up with her. So six years ago, there was no 
Mexicano impersonations or impersonators. Right. You got the Elvis Presleys. You got the Marilyn Monroe's. You got those, but you don't. There's, there's, there was no such thing as, uh, me, like Mexican impersonator. Like there just no, wasn't. So, I didn't know how or what or how. Well, a lot, a lot of, a lot of people mistake me for Eric Estrada when I'm out on the street. <laughs> yeah, I would mistake. Um, you. Okay, well, thank you for being kind. But no, I know your point. There wasn't, there wasn't any impersonators out there. So you're kind of like on the cutting edge of doing something new. Yes, exactly. So I, not knowing, not knowing that this was even a thing. Okay. I had no idea. It's not like I was like, Oh my God, you know, this is what I'm going to do for my living now. No, I never thought of that. It was just for fun. It was a one and done thing. We did the bitty bitty bomb bomb. I did the quequerillas and I was done after that. But then all of a sudden it, people just, like I said, were wanting it so badly that finally I decided to call this lady back. Her name was Maria. Okay, let me tell you this. So you already know Mexicanas in general, you cannot tell them no. <laughs> True. You cannot tell them no. So you already know when I called her and she was like, Mija, like as if she knew me. It was so <laughs> funny. And she was like, Mija, I've been trying to get a hold of you. Why didn't you answer? And I was like, uh, hi, how are you? Uh, you know, nice to meet you. Um, I'm sorry that I'm new to this. You know, I've never done this before. And I've, I've never I, had a stalker before. So yeah, like what? Like, uh, you know what? You know, what's going on? Like, you know, how can I help you? Like, what am I doing? You know, and she's like, well, I've seen all your videos. And she goes, you don't understand. My daughter Nelda is a huge Selena fan. And I got to book you. And I said, I'm sitting here like scratching my head at this. Like, what is what? And I'm like, she was like, I seen all your videos. And I was like, what videos? Like, I'm like, and she was like the videos that have been everywhere. I seen them on YouTube. I seen them here and I seen them on Instagram. I seen them. And she was like, and I seen you do a performance at Selena and this is what you do. Right. And I was like, no, ma'am. I was like, no, I don't. She was like, well, what, what, what do I have to do to get you to come and perform for my daughter's quinceanera is what she says, her quinceanera. And I was like, well, Maria, I never done this before. Um, that was just for fun. I'm sorry to, you know, break your heart, but I've never done that before. And it, that was just for fun. And she was like, oh, you can already feel like her, like scratching at me. Like, no, you can't, you know, like we got to figure something out. And so anyways, she ends up telling me that, you know, they were having a quinceanera for her daughter, Nelda, but it was actually her, she considered her her daughter, but it was actually her sister who had Down syndrome, who was actually turning 45, but they wanted, you know, she's never had a quinceanera. So they wanted to do it that wow. way. And since, you know, her mentality is still younger, sure, so they sure. really cool. It was really cool. So, I mean, I, I kind of like bit my lip and I was like, like, Oh, like, uh, you kind of had to at that point. I mean, yeah, I was like, man, she's really making me feel bad. Like, you know? like a, like a true Latina mom. <laughs> she was guilting you into it. Yeah. She guilted you, okay. you into doing the gig. You get it. Yes, you get okay. you get it. You get it. Yes. And, and and exactly. And so I was like, Maria, I don't even know where to go with this. She was like, look, Miha, look, I'm just going to tell you now. You can't tell me no. <laughs> and she was like, we got to have you. She goes, it's going to be in August, August 27th, um, you know, this, this is what we're going to have. She goes, and I need you to wear the purple jumpsuit. And I said, um, purple jumpsuit. I was like, I don't own any of Selena's original pieces or like customized pieces. She goes, well, I seen you wear, you know, I was like, well, actually that was my mom's clothes that I was wearing. I said, I could wear that again if you would like me to No, JR. It was crazy because it just, 
what a beautiful thing that like this has built, like the, the, this whole Selena thing had built for me. I'm going to, but this is where it all began. And she says, no, Mija, I got people in the family that can, I, I just, we need to meet up. And, uh, she was like, I want you to wear this outfit. I'm going to have somebody make it for you. Oh, and I'm did. sitting here going like, you don't even know me. Like, I'm like Maria, like she treated me like as if she was my Thea or something, you know, like she's known me forever. And long story short, I said, okay, something inside me, like you said, I, I was kind of like pushed into it. And she was like, I couldn't tell her no. And I said, okay, I'll put a routine together. I put seven songs together and I just grabbed a mic, JR, and I started to just practice. And um, knowing that I've known these songs forever, but I never was like, let me perfect it. Perform them. Yeah, like performing yeah. it. Like I'm in my car in the shower, you know, at a quinceanera dancing, but not like an actual like performance. Like this is legit. And it just was crazy. So I, I put that together. We met up. I went. She They sized me. I got. She got the outfit made for me. Um, I donated my time. I said, I will not charge you for this. There's, I don't even know what you call this, you know, how to do this. I said, I just, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go with the flow. I wear the jumpsuit. I show up. I surprise Nelda. She had the biggest smile on her face. So excited. The family was super excited. Mind you, there's no such thing as Selena impersonator or any Mexican at this time. Yeah. It just was amazing. So everybody was just like in awe. And then that's what pushed this from a, to, from just a normal, like, right. I just was going to do this for fun. That just catapulted it into to another stratosphere. What a great story and way to start it. But Amanda, this is the Latino business report. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so okay. at what point did you actually start charging for gigs? I mean, because you've, oh, you've done well. You've done well. Yeah. You know, well, that, see, I, I have to stress. That's why I'm saying I'm very passionate about it because I want people to know that. That's a very important thing, especially me. I get so much ridicule and, I, you know, hate because they think that that's originally why I began to do what I did just to make money. That's not what happened. I get what you're saying because it ended up turning into a business. Yes, it did. To answer that question for you, yes, it ended up, it ended up being that um, because it w- I was literally pushed into doing this. It was such a high demand that people were requesting it and wanting it so badly that it became, instead of me donating my time, I, I didn't start I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say that I'm really making money because the money is just really going to uh, for my travel for me to get there. And for me to actually have the expenses to, um, you know, whether to fly there, to drive there for gas, for food, um, and then again, to recreate those custom costumes, but everything else, like I, you know, I work for a living. I have a normal day job. What is your day job? Um, I take care of the elderly. So I'm a, a CNA. Okay. I think I almost qualify. Can you come take care of me when I get a little bit older? <laughs> yes. You can sing bitty, bitty, boo. Yes, I'm so pita. Just act right. No, I'm just kidding. But, but you do have my permission to slap me around anytime <laughs> you want to, like the other guy. I mean, your popularity, man, TikTok, you have, what, 400,000 little yeah. followers there. And on your Instagram, it's huge. Now, as you've been doing this, I can't help but wonder the Quintanilla family. I mean, they're very protective of the Selena brand. Has there been any friction? Has there been any, have you crossed paths? Do they acknowledge? How did, how is that working for you? Okay. So with the Quintanilla family, I totally understand as Latinos in general, 
I mean, we're very protective people, right? We're very protective of mm -hmm. each other um, as Mexicans. You know, we are. And yes, uh, the Quintanilla family is very protective of Selena's legacy. And I completely understand that because that's what they built, what they worked really hard for. And unfortunately, obviously, you we all know how, you know, Selena's life had ended. And, um, you know, that ended a lot of what they had planned for their life that they worked so hard for. So not knowing when I first got into the whole tribute, calling myself that, calling myself a Selena tribute, um, that was, I'm sure, a new thing for them. And so once they started seeing that I was being booked here and there, there has been um, certain situations where, you know, they obviously misunderstood what I was trying to do um, because what Selena was all about was positivity and, and getting people together. And, and she was so humble. And, um, I think that's why she meant so much to the Latino community because she lived the American dream that we all want to live, you know? So there was many a times where, yes, um, you know, I was called out, uh, by, um, AB. And of course I was called out by the dad before for a misunderstanding um, of, I guess they were tr trying to say that I was trying to make money off of Selena's image when that wasn't true. Uh, because, you know, obviously they had to go back and do all the paperwork and things like that to see, you know, exactly what had happened. But no, you know, I mean, yeah, they, they, you know, they had said some, some really mean things. And I mean, I'm not the only one that, that gets attacked now because now, now six years later, there's so many impersonations now. It's like now there's mm -hmm. so many Selenas, right? So, I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there's been okay. a, a few run-ins with him, yes. Well, I know that um, Taco Cabana had hired you to do pop-ups. I mean, you, yeah. you, you everywhere, everybody. And Amanda, I've, I've known you for what, six, seven years now? Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I do have to admit is not only are you a, a stellar performer, you put your heart and soul into it, but you're just a nice person. You really are. I mean, you, <laughs> you, you have, you have a heart of gold and it shows. <laughs> thank you. No, thank you for, for what you do. Cause I know you could probably charge a lot more, but you just basically cover your expenses and do it for the love of performing and making people happy. Right. And that's exactly what it's about. Because at the end of the day, the best way that I could put it for everybody out there that has all these negative comments to say is that at the end of the day, there is only one Selena and there, there will always be just one Selena. I am Amanda Solis at the end of the day. I just feel so grateful and privileged to be able to have this um, platform that Selena has built for a Mexican-American like myself that came from a family that was born and raised in Mexico that came down here to have a better life, kind of like how they worked really hard to make something better for themselves. And they had a great talent. And I just, I just feel so grateful that it's evolved into what it is. And I give all the credit in the world to Selena for allowing me to, cause she broke so many barriers. She broke right. so many grand barriers, especially in the music industry when it was dominated by males, you know, and she came mm -hmm. in like, hello, you know, and she was captivating and talented and just cariñosa and just humble and just an all over great role model that we could all look up to. And so for that, it's great for me to, and, and I'm very honored to say that I too, because of her can live the American dream, you know? 
It's like passing the baton down, you know, because she, I will never be able to fill her shoes. I'll be able to fill my own shoes, but not her shoes. We have two different sizes of shoes, <laughs> you know? So, and, and I just think it's beautiful. So it's, I think it's just great because like I looked up to her and it's all new generations, right? Generations for generations. Like you're, you're you know, you're another generation. Mm-hmm. I'm a new generation and so on and so on. So it's just great because we're bas- you know, basically passing the baton down. She passed the baton down to someone like myself in this newer generation, and I get to pass the baton to somebody else so that they can carry on this legacy to show that we don't have to, as Mexicans, have to be the ones cutting your grass or making your burritos or cleaning your house. We can, too, be the doctors and the lawyers and the, you know, and the entertainers and, you know, professionals. And that's what she has taught me and and instilled in me, and I think it's fantastic. And to me, it seems like you've introduced Selena to a whole new generation of young people who may have not seen her or known her, but they know the music, they see you perform, and it becomes real. I mean, it it, kind of connects the dots. Now, with your notoriety, I'm not going to go fame yet, but with your your notoriety on social media and what you've done, you've broken out on your own and you're starting to come up with some original material. And one one of my favorite songs was the first one you dropped a few years ago. What was that? Give it a la vota? Yeah. How did that come about? You will not believe. Okay, so being that we were traveling all over the United States performing as, well, me performing as Selena, um, I've done so many quinceañeras and weddings. And so being that, you know, I'm Mexican and the same music that we listen to all the time, right? And mm-hmm. as an artist, my, you know, me and my manager, of course, Jessica, which you've met, you've met her before, um, uh, were, you know, being able to not only, so I put on the show and then afterwards I get to enjoy myself and meet all these great people and, you know, jam to the music. And I'm just in here going like, you know what? Zapateados are so popular and like growing up, but there's only like a handful of Zapateado songs. If you think about it, that are from back in the day that we play over and over and over and over and over. So we just sat there and we kind of like looked at each other and I was like, look at all these people jamming out. I was like, we used to do this, you know, at any case, you know, that we had growing up, we'd go out there and throw down and try to break our boot, you know, and we're talking about that. Like we'd slam our heels on the floor, you know, our hurt, you know, our dogs will be barking at the end of the night, but still <laughs> like, you know, we're trying to be cute, trying to dance this up at the owls. And that's where it, it came from. Cause we were like, Oh my God, we were like, we need to make a Zapatia. We need to make a newer one, a new one for this new generation and a newer sound so that we can add to that. And there's not a female one out there at all. Not even from back in the day. That's all male based. So we decided to talk to my producers out of Corpus Christi and we came up with this sound and there was Quebra La Bota. And because, because of those um, quinceañeras that we were around, we were like, we need to make this happen because since I've done so many, I could still perform as Selena. And then at the very end be like, Hey, you guys, you know, I have my own original song and here you go, Amanda Solis, Quebra La Bota, you know? And then like, it'd be cool, you know? So the whole purpose of it was to do that. Then COVID came. And we were like, no, we just dropped this. We were thinking we were going to rock it out at all the quinceañeras. We thought we were going to be able to jam it out. Well, anyway, so once COVID passed, you know, and everybody was getting a little bit more lenient. And uh, so we, I, able, I was able to perform it finally. 
And I tell you what, Jessica has so many videos, like people just swarm out there that know and have that traditional, like, you know, I love zapateos, you know, so that's what they're mm -hmm. thinking. They're going out there and they were dancing to it. It was so cool to see them dancing to my original music. So that was awesome. Well, I tell you what, man, it's one, it's one of my favorites. I love everything that you do, but <laughs> that one just the tune sticks in my head. So yeah. why don't we do, why don't we do this? Why don't we play a little bit of that, give it all about the, for the please, audience here. Please okay? do, please do. Amanda, I just love that song. That was so great. Soy de Mero Houston, Mexicana de Corazón. Ya llegué yo lista para cantar esta canción. But who came up with that line? Somos chingones. I mean, come on. Okay, so to okay, so we were literally after we had wrote, we had like that space of like dun 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 dun, and we're like dun 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 dun. We're like, what's gonna go there? And we were like, you know what? We're like, man, but we're strong. We're strong. You know, Mexicans are prideful. We're full of, you know, we're proud. And this, we're just throwing all kinds of stuff out there. And here, you know, here's Vic saying something. Here's Jessica saying something. I'm saying something. Our producers are saying stuff, something. And so it just was like, no, we're like, dun, 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 dun. And trying to grab whatever they were saying, but it didn't click until it was like, somos chingones. And I was like, but we were like, do you think that that's too aggressive? Do you think that people are going to think in a bad way? Because like, you know, in Mexican language, so many words can mean different things. Like even sure. curse words can mean terms of endearment. Like, excuse my language, but like, so like my grandmother and my father, they would always like be like, they would say cabrona. Like, you know, and that was their way of saying, even though it's a bad word, it, but to us is like, what are you doing, my little girl? Even though it's the little B, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And, 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 but that was their term of endearment. It was their way of saying, so whenever I had explained that to Jessica and them, and they were like, that's true. So mm -hmm. that's whenever we said, you know what? Somos chingones. Like we just kept it. -na 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 -na. And it just, it fit because it fit. I'm proud, you know? And again, what I loved about that song so much is that obviously it was the very first single that we had dropped. It wasn't the first song that we had wrote. It was the second song that we had wrote, um, uh, in the studio. Uh, but that one, it just, because it was like, soy de metal Houston, Mexicana de corazón. Ya llegué yo lista. So it was just basically just being proud, you know, because I, you know, I'm, I am Mexican. I am Mexican, mm -hmm. although I was not born in Mexico, but I am Mexican American and my family came from there. And, you know, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be able to live this great life. You well, know, that song and, put Piedras Negras on the map there. You know? Yeah. Can you believe? Okay. So my parents were born and raised in Piedras Negras. So I, that's why I thought it was, and that's another reason why that song means so much to me. And it is, that was, is, will always be my number one and favorite in my heart because I was able to you know, chant out that we're, you know, we're strong, we're proud, we're chingones, um, you know, repping Piedras Negras and just saying, hey, I, I, I am, even though I'm Mexican-American, I'm proud to be Mexicana, you know, so it just all around, I'm so glad that you love that song and because it is, that is one of the most meaningful and top songs for me. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Um, and, you're, and you're true about how you do it. I mean, maybe 10 years ago, a lyric like that may have not have worked, but I mean, times right. are changing. Exactly. And, and, and you're right. The terms of endearment. I mean, 
cabron, you know, but put exactly. the, put cabron, ever... but, but, but with me, cabroncito. Oh, exactly. well, then that's okay. I mean, exactly. put cito on the end of any bad word and it's okay. Yeah. Exactly. So you get it. That's why I'm saying like, you are my, you know, you get it. That's, that's just how we are. I mean, till this day. So that's the reason why we're like, we get it. We know. And for others that don't, that get offended, I, you know, we, we were on edge about that, but with all due respect, that's what basically to explain right. to everybody is a term of endearment. That's a good segue into what I want to ask next. There's a lot of people that are fans. Then there's a lot of people out there that not are not necessarily a man that's Solis fans. I see it on your, on your, uh, on your social media. I see these folks. I mean, let's just identify them as haters. I mean, how do you deal with these haters? I mean, I mean, your, your internal fortitude and your will and your self-confidence and your, I mean, that takes a lot because some people get really mean on that social media. Yeah, yeah they do. How do you yeah. deal with that? So, I mean, it's really hard because at the end of the day, you already know I'm human. You know, you throw a rock at me, it's going to hurt. I'm going to bruise, <laughs> you know. I mm. mean, you throw words at me, of course, I'm going to, you know, it's going to affect me in some type of way. But the best way that I could put it is that, I mean, if I continue to listen to what these people are saying, I would have never been able to grow and become the person that I am. So the, 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 what I do is that I just, I, you know, I read them, I see them, they do say really hurtful things. Um, you know, like I, I got one yesterday, as a matter of fact, that told me to go hang myself. And, um, you know, I've had other people like on mother's day to say, you know, so glad that your parents are dead because, um, you know, that now they don't have to see what a disgrace you've grown up to be. And it's crazy because I'm like, wow, wow, just people are just so ang angry and hateful. And, you know, it took some time. But again, I'm actually grateful for those haters, too, because that's what put me on this platform as well. So, like, wh how, what's the way of saying it? Like, not all bad publicity is bad, you True. know, or not all, you know, all the hate is bad. So it, it's it, it is at the same time. Yes, it is very ugly. And I mean, I don't I don't. I do not uh, go for bullying. I don't. Um, I was bullied in, in school. And, and I mean, for the people out there nowadays, I don't even know how they can manage to go, especially because people are so more, you know, being that we're on social media mm -hmm. um, and they have different outlets of attacking you versus just by words behind your back or by letters. They can actually, you know, send you messages and send you pictures and videos and things like that. Um I could, I just don't imagine, I can't imagine how they, they managed to, to make it nowadays, you know, but, um, you just got to, you gotta, you know, just let it roll off. And those people that say those mean things make me want to do better and shows me that I'm actually doing something right. Cause if I wasn't valuable or if I, if I really wasn't that great person, then they wouldn't even waste their time to do this. Yeah. So, cause if I didn't have anything, it's like almost like most people don't go rob an empty house, right? You got to right. rob a house that has great, valuable things. So that's how I see it. That's how I put it. Do those naysayers, do those haters on social media, did that maybe encourage you for your second song, your original song that you dropped? Heck yeah. Loquita. Okay. Let me tell you what, first time I heard Loquita, I go, what the f <laughs> I go and, Amanda, what were you thinking? I mean, Mia, it's like you went bipolar on me. I mean, I know this sweet young lady over here, then all of a sudden, loquita. Yes. So, yes, it's so funny. I, oh, my God. Okay, so let's hear a little bit about loquita, and then we'll talk about it, okay? Yes.
Amanda, Lukita. So, so wow. that, this is what's awesome, JR. Like, seriously, this is what's so awesome that my EP, each song is going to come at you in a curveball. Like, you don't know what to expect because each song is so different. That's what I love about my music that's coming out that we've worked on, my EP that's dropping this year. Um because each song, you don't know where I'm coming from. First, it's Quebra La Bota. You know, let's have a mm -hmm. good time. And then now you got Loquita. Loquita was inspired by, obviously, all the hate that I got back in when it started in 2017. Um, and I got all those hate letters and mail and, you know, messages. Um, and we were like, Tu eres celosa, chismosa, llorona. Tu eres celosa, chismosa. Right? Because... At the, we were sitting there going like, these people are just jealous. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're being haters. They're being chismosas and because at the end of the day, they don't really know who I am. So that's why I was like, you know what? Cause that's what they called me. They called me, Oh, you're crazy. You think you're Selena. Mm -hmm. You're crazy. You live her life. You don't have any life without her. That's all you do is live her 24 seven. But I'm like, seriously, do you see me behind closed doors? No. It, of course they're going to think that because they see my Instagram, which is based off of a tribute page. And then my, my TikToks, which I'm an actress and I'm acting these parts and I'm portraying Selena again. Well, those are, I'm because I'm playing the, yeah, I'm it's a character. It's exactly. a character. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's my character. So I, I get it. I get why they would say that I'm crazy and I don't know how to be myself, which is so funny because I'm myself all the time. But yeah, so we were actually in the car talking about wanting to make a song to those haters. And we were trying to think and we were sitting in the house me jessica and vic were like you know so i was like man they're jealous so here i am my you know vic's translating everything for me in spanish so that it can fit into place because you know everything needs to fit perfectly so then yeah so it was just like tu eres celosa chismosa llorona and it's like esto es para ti y todas las chismosas que le gustan hablar de mí right so it's like a cocky little like oh okay so yeah i am crazy i'm crazy right so i'm basically making fun of myself to let them know like you know what you are right i am crazy i'm crazy but you know what because you're jealous you like to talk a lot of mess you don't know me um you know and it's like and now y'all because they, they they say all this stuff this bad stuff about me but then they're like they don't like me, but they continue to follow me like paparazzi, TMZ. So that's what, that was one of my favorite parts on the song is the paparazzi. Right. Esto para ti y todas las chismosas que le gustan hablar de mí. Lo ponen por el Facebook, no tienen amigos, no saben qué decir. Y cada rato me siguen siguiendo son paparazzi TMZ, right? So it's funny because they're on Facebook. They're saying all this mess to me. And then at the end of the day, they're like, oh, what is she doing though? What, wait, wait, I want to know oh, what yeah. she's doing. But they hate they, me. They hate like, you, but they follow you everywhere. Yeah. So it, that, oh man, I absolutely love that song. And so in the music video, it was just like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm smacked that down. Right. But you, we, you know, we were, uh, I knocked down all that cereal into the, in the grocery store and I'm acting crazy. That's what it was about. Since y'all are saying that I'm crazy, you know what? I'm going to own up to it. I'm crazy. So that's why that song ended up how it became what it is. Well, I have to confess, the first time I saw that video, it was like, what, like what the heck? Then I said, this is some scary stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got scared at one point. I go, who is this person? She's possessed. Yeah, Get a and, yeah, and, you know, 
And you already know as a Latina, Latinos in general, we're very toxic, you know? So it's like the year of the toxicas, you know? So it's like, what better way? I mean, if you're going to make fun of me, let me tell you something. I'm going to, I can make more fun of myself, like, and way better than what you can. So let me go ahead and tell you that. And and it's so on that part, you know, it's like, um, you, so basically they're saying, que no soy bonita, que no soy Selena, que no soy la reina. So basically saying what they're always say, well, you're not Selena, you're not pretty, you're not her. Like, and so I just basically repeated what they said. And then I'm like, but you know what? I'm crazy. I'm crazy. So yeah, it was just, I love that song. <laughs> it's definitely different. It's not meant for everybody, but that one, that one kicks ass because it gets, I get to, to say, Hey, you know, to all my haters. <laughs> yep. It, it's different. It's different. I, I, I love it, but it scares me. I got to admit that. Good. I want you to be scared sometimes. You got to see all angles of me, okay? These, these, these Latina women, they're a little scary sometimes. Exactly. You don't know which way I'm going to go. <laughs> a little bipolarism going on. But anyway, then uh, then you dropped the Christmas song. Yeah, that was um, cool. I got a good was, story behind that. What's the story behind that one? So that one's really cool because we literally got called by ABC 13 for the Reliant Lights uh, the mayor's Reliant Lights uh, uh, spectacular that they have annually. I thought that was amazing because um, I was able to become a part of that as, you know, a Houstonian. I thought it was really cool to be a part of it. And so we literally got with the producer. Um, they, they made me a beat. I wrote to the song. We wrote it and, uh, and basically recorded it in two weeks. And I performed it all in two weeks. Like I, I, we, I wrote to we We made the beat. I recorded to it, I perfected it, and then I performed it for ABC 13. And it was like, bam, like what? You know, so it was, it was really cool. And, um, you know, there's not very many people that have Christmas songs. You know, I'm still right. creating my other EP. So for me to have a Christmas song, that's awesome that, you know, now I can perform every year, you know, for, for Christmas. So, yeah, that was great. I, I just love the fact that we were able to get it done within two weeks and I performed it and perfected it and I was a part of um, – the mayor's spectacular, uh, well, the lights, uh, spectacular for Christmas. It was really cool. Yeah. Great song as well. Now all these are going to be put into an EP that's going to be available soon. Yeah. Now the last one you dropped, I've noticed you're kind of moving up in the charts with it. Yeah. They have Okay. Let me, let me ask you a question though. Yeah. I've, I've seen just about everything you've done and I've noticed a theme, either you're partying or breaking up with men. I mean, what is it? So that's the first one that was, uh, okay. So all the other song, like Puro Pincha Party, that was another one that we did before we dropped Dejame. Puro Pincha Party. Yeah. They're all, because we wanted to bring a new sound because of course you have like the traditional Tejano music, which you have the cumbia sounds, but in my music, we wanted to create something new, but still have a little bit of the traditional sound and so all the cumbias that you have on there, of course, because I that's my that's my personality. I'm a very bubbly, lively person. So that definitely was, you know, a big requirement for me to have. And then again, for as far as like the breakup song, Dejame, that was kind of like a left, like a little curveball for me because I have never done a breakup song before, um, at least my own original one. So um that one, but that one is actually one of my favorites as well because it's so different and it's relatable. And I mean, because everybody could dance to a cumbia, but 
Now, whenever you're in a state of like you just broke up with, you know, your boyfriend or your girlfriend or, you know, you're going through some hard times and a lot of people can relate to that. So I think that's the reason why that song is doing so well. But we definitely had to fit a breakup song in all those cumbias. We're like, okay, you know, dance, dance, party, party. Okay, now I'm going to break up with you. (laughs) You You know, you know, so so we we had to throw a little curveball in there, but definitely have to have those breakup songs in there. Um, I'm excited with the new stuff that we're going to be working on pretty soon. Like I'll be in the studio next week again, working on a couple of other songs that, oh, man, that's going to be left field for you, too. You're gonna be like, what the heck? (laughs) But um, yeah, so that one is growing on the charts on La Onda right now. Um, I mean, to see my name, it's crazy because it's like, you know, it has like Bobby Pulido and then, then it's like. Amanda Solis, or it has like somebody else's like these big names, and then Amanda Solis. For me, I feel like a little ant, you know. And then here I am. <laughs> it's crazy. What I like is seeing these big names that are under you, and you have a higher ranking in the chart. I know exactly. That's a, yeah, and that's. I won't that. mention those bigger names. That we will. We'll, we'll just leave them unmentioned. But congratulations on that. Thank now you. I don't. You may not be aware of it, but Jessica, your manager, actually gave us permission that what? your new. For what? Your new song coming out oh. that you're about to drop is called Chieflas. Chieflas. And we're actually going to play a segment of that song ah, at the end I, of this show. As a reward for those who are just listening to this podcast, you're going to get the first debut of your new song, Chieflas. Oh, but we'll talk about that. So tell us about that song and how it came about. Chieflas? Okay, so Chieflas, oh man, this one is awesome because you know, okay, so you know, and I know whenever you see uh, like a, a Mexican sees a hot woman, they're like, hey, hey, to get your attention, right? They're whistling at mm-hmm. you to be like, hey, pss, 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 hey, you know, I mean, that's just that's just what they do. And so Jessica and I were talking about it and I was like, because I when I talk, I always do that to her, too. I'm like, hey. You know, I always, I always whistle and she was like, oh man, you know that you were raised in those times or whatever. And I started laughing because I was like, yeah, I was like, because my whistle is different. Right. And I'm like, <laughs> and so it was just so funny that, um, I was like, yeah, we should do a song about guys whistling at hot chicks, you know, like hot girls. And so that one is just so cool because I mean, you got the men, we're at the flea market, we're at the grocery store, we're out getting gas, you know, we're at the, at the beach, um, by the pool. And they're like, you know, they're over there. Construction workers are on the side, like, Oh, Hey, Hey, Hey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's kind of where we got the idea. And what we wanted to do was just to represent what we are about and Mexicans in general. That's how we, basically how we holler at girls, like, you know, how we, you know, as, as well, men, how they holler at, Mexican women, we whistle, or any, or not just Mexican, just any women in general, excuse me, but I'm saying now, that's how is. some men, okay? How, how do you holler at chicks? Huh? You don't whistle at them, you're not like, hey, psst, 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 psst. Oh, I plead the fifth. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm exactly right. If you, if, I would have been disappointed in you if you said no. I would have been like, don't lie, because I mean, I, I mean, I, I loved you know growing up listening to all that and seeing it. it just, just, it's so funny. And, um, but yeah, so that's where that song kind of got. You know, we got the idea brewing, and I'm excited for everybody to hear this song. It's so much, and it's so funny too. If you listen to the lyrics and the words, it's super funny. And, um, it just shows my character and, and just, well guys keep listening out there because we're going to play that at the end of the show. Uh, but we have a couple more questions I do want to ask Amanda. I've heard it. 
I don't believe it because I know you personally, but I still have to ask. What? There's some people who go, she looks so much like um, Selena. What does she do to herself? I mean, those full lips, does she Botox? Does she do this? What is she doing? So I'm going to ask right now in front of our listeners and everybody else, and I'm asking for an honest answer. What do you do to yourself to make yourself look like Selena? I mean, nothing really. I mean, I guess to enhance to give the full effect for my performance. Of course, you know, I put, uh, you know, hair pieces in, you know, for, to give the full effect of like the high ponytails. Um, um, I mean, of course, makeup and, but that's about it. I mean, you know, uh, everything else, no, I don't have money to, to inject my face. I, you know, luckily I'm still young enough to be, uh, I, I feel like I still have that good skin. <laughs> so I don't have to inject. You're Athena, so I, you'll have good skin for a while. <laughs> right. So, yeah. So luckily, you know, I, I was just blessed with bigger lips. Like I get that from my mother. Um, but yeah, no, no, no cosmetic surgeries, no, no, uh, injections, no, no, nothing. It's of all that you. It's, it's all, all you. it's all me, JR, all me. All right. And you heard it. You heard it first here on the Latino Business Report. So yes. It's all you. <laughs> it is all me. <laughs> What's next for you? I know you're going to be dropping this, this this EP. I'm really excited to get that all six songs on there. But you plan on still coming up with original music? I mean, is there a shelf life on your on your talent? What's next for you? So to answer your question, I like I said, I am super blessed that the Selena tribute is still full force in effect. I, I mean, until God says, Hey, it's time to hang up your bustier, then, then it's time. I think that time is not now, but it'll eventually come. And when it does, it does, it'll eventually go away. Um, but I mean, it's been such a blessing for people that, you know, they still want it and it's in full effect. Um, but, I don't think that I'll ever stop being compared to Selena. I know this is a question you don't ask a lady, so forgive me. So how old are you, Amanda? Uh, 29. <laughs> you're, you're 29. Okay, Selena died at what, 23? 23. 23, okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I can say, I mean, there's resemblance. You still hold it. But at one point, well, you said it, and when it's time to quit, you're going to quit. So get a, right. turn, turn in the bustier, if you will, at one point? Yes, of course. And I believe that, I mean, obviously, you know, everything must come to an end, of course. And I do, but right now, just to answer your question is it's not anytime soon. Thank God. Only because, um, you know, people are wanting it so much. And so I'm, I'm just grateful for that. But again, um, I'm still, you know, right now, you know, I'm still doing my own music and I'm continuing to do my own music and become my own artist as Amanda Solis, of course, because there's only one, you know, Selena and I will always be Amanda. So right now, you know, we're just going to be working in the studio, working on some more original sounds. Um, but in the meantime, what a blessing for me to be able to continue to pay tribute because whenever I go and I travel all around the United States and do my performances as Selena, I also get to perform myself as Amanda. So that's really cool. So I get to introduce both, you know, my Selena tribute as the actress and then again, uh, myself as the artist as Amanda Solis. So that's super cool. The best of both worlds. Exactly. 
And yeah, so it's it's a blessing. So when that time comes, JR, I don't really know, but I think that God already has that planned, you know, and, and when that day comes, it'll come. But like I was telling you earlier, I really believe that I will always be compared to Selena because at the end of the day, I can't take my face off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think, I mean, and what Latina doesn't wear red lipstick, so it makes it even worse that people are like, oh, you're wearing red lipstick. You're trying to be Selena. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's not that I just... I think that, you know, we will, I will always be compared to her, especially because she inspired me and, um, you know, all that, that clothing and that style is coming back into style. So I think she will always be there. She will always be a part of me and I will, you know, definitely continue to, to carry that on through my music. I mean, she's the one who, you know, paved the way for me. So, yeah. (laughs) I fully, I fully understand what you're saying because like I said, when I'm walking down the streets and people go, Hey, Eric. I mean, that whole Erica <laughs> Stella thing again, just the confusion. Yeah. Amanda, I, mean, I cannot believe the time has gone by so quickly. I mean, I first, of, first of all, thank you so very much. Uh, maybe we can do this again sometime after, after yeah. your, your new stuff drops. But none of this is possible without the team you have behind you. I know you, let, let's talk real quickly on, on the way out. You got your own band. You got your producers. You got your your videographers. Let's give them a shout out because they work very very hard behind yes, the scenes. Yes, thank you to my team, Street Science, Jessica, Vic, my band, um, David. Thank you for everybody that's behind the scenes that doesn't get all the credit. Um, thank you so much for for having faith in me and continue to walk with me in my journey. And I hope that we could just rock it out and get that Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> And to you, JR, for giving me this opportunity to once again be able to share my story. That's what means the world to me because I want people to understand that I I know that I'm not Lokita, of course, in my song, but that I'm not crazy, that, you know, of course, I, I'm very passionate about what I do. And I try to pay tribute to Selena with the utmost respect. And again, you know, I'm super thankful that at the end of the day, she has, you know, allowed me to live the American dream as well through hard work because I work. I work really hard, um, you know, to make this possible. And so I'm just super grateful for someone like you, JR, to allow me to be able to go out there and tell my story, to let them know on the reasons why, how everything started, because it wasn't just like, hmm, I woke up one day and was like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I, you know, I had my trials and tribulations. I lost my parents when I was super young. You know, I got my education. I'm very educated. Um, you know, they instilled in me that it was very important to have family around you and to build a bond with other people. And this is what's beautiful. Just like yourself, I was able to build, you know, a relationship with you that I never thought that I would have had. So thank you for those connections and for everybody out there that you've allowed me to introduce myself to them as well. So thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're, you're quite welcome. And as I've said before, and I'll say it again, uh, big fan, uh, not only of your music and your talent, but you're just a good person, Amanda. You really are. You have a heart of gold, and I know you're sincere. You've been listening to the Latino Business Report. I'm J.R. Gonzalez, your host, here with Amanda Solis, one of my favorite people in the world. If you like what you're hearing, go ahead and please uh, like us, follow us, make your comments. We would love to hear from you. Amanda, as we go out, you want to introduce your song that you're about to come up with, anything just go ahead and introduce it, and we'll play it um, for the audience as we go. Ladies and gentlemen, you're about to hear Amanda's new song they heard for the very first time right here on the Latino Business Report. You guys, I'm so excited for you to hear my new song that will be dropping. This is a little teaser. It's my new single called Chiflas. I hope that you enjoy it. Check it out.
Amanda Solis, ladies and gentlemen, with her new song, She Flies. See you next time on the Latino Business Report.